Welcome back, my brothers. We are back again for another round table. It is round table number seven. Perfect. And we're joined here today by Mr. Seth Wilson. How are you, bro? I'm a good man. How are you? Good. Thank you, my <laughs> man. And we have Mr. Zed Hopkins. Boys, it's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, awesome Beautiful. Be here, and thank you for coming. If if anyone would have heard in the beginning of the uh, of the Brotherhood podcast around, it was probably around this time last year, wasn't yeah, it? We did the Game of Life. <laughs> and uh, we're going to jump on today to touch base on the artist journey, right? Which is very prevalent for... Mr. Zeddy's path at the moment, and you could say all of our paths, right? And yeah, the main main focal of this point is to transition. So there's the hero's journey, right? And what is the hero's journey, boys, from your perspective? I'll let you go first, Zeddy. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, hero's journey, I think in a lot of ways, we're looking at these ideas of archetypes, we're looking at the ideas yeah. of these stories that play out throughout history. Yeah. These cyclical narratives that play out both in the macro and the micro. So I think in a lot of respects, in my own personal experience, the hero's journey is is the path towards uh, development. It's the path yeah. towards evolution. <laughs> it is all of the different stages of our lives that we work through and we learn from to become a better person. Yeah. Mm. Um, and once again, I think the important thing to realize there is that it exists on a macro scale as a society, as a yeah. community, yeah. then also in the micro as an individual, as a consciousness, as someone who exists in so many different facets of your own life. Yes. Beautiful, man. <laughs> Articulated beautifully. Yeah. And, yeah. And I really feel that is it is it's the, um, it's that well it's almost like ties in with Jungian psychology which is like the process of um, individuation which is actually the becoming of who you are meant to be mm. right and um it's very famous across you know and obviously you work within theater and and within within performance arts and a lot of movies use the hero's journey as templates you know you could say like um star wars and and harry potter and they all use it as a template and to follow suit um Anyways, and and you could say very much tied in with brotherhood, the initiation into manhood is the hero's journey. You follow that template, you go through, you cross the threshold into the supernal world, uh, and then you you face you know the greatest boss battle, or you know confront the dragon, and, and you go through the death and rebirth, and you retrieve the piece of elixir, which really is the gift of life, which is your authentic self, and why you are here, and and it's it's the it's just the death of who you are not, and the birth of who you really are. So then, so then in that process, yeah, you come back, and then Stephen Pressfield, which is which is an author we've both read, and he touched base on that. Well, the artist journey is like the next journey, and and it's the journey of actually living out your daemon or your your elixir, mm. right? And yeah, man, I, I'd love to hear from your perspective. Well, like yeah, it's like the way I sort of paint the image. It's like so. It's like if you're like in like a like a piece of concrete right it's like you're basically it's like you're creating art but you're also creating yourself through that so it's like the expression so it's almost like you're you're shaving away at this this object like this block and you're basically like creating the image of your own self mm. but then through that it's almost like yeah through the hero's journey you can almost say like the actual carving of the stone is like the hero's journey mm. and then you can like unveil this masterpiece which is you and it has your own unique perspective but then it's also like when you take it from that it's like a, a unique expression of self so like it's artistry so it's like you can be the music or theater or fucking you know whatever man so yeah. it's like it's finding who you are deep down and then it's almost like expressing that in a self yes. so there's like a so you i feel it's more tapping into like the feminine energy side yeah and it's like how can you create your own reality and have fun with it because like mm. that's that's the important part of it like that's the way i see artistry is like it's having fun yeah because it's like you're embracing that inner child and like you're just stepping out of the way and you just and you go like into a nice flow and you just like you create music or you create theater or yeah. anything prevalent to that you know yes so that's what i feel it's like yeah man i love that yeah and, and if, yeah obviously like you work within the sphere of, of art um and i feel like flow state is very prevalent isn't it? And well, flow state really is the marriage of masculine and feminine. And you're like the mid middle path. And I guess from your perspective, man, like what do you feel is your artist journey? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I think 
it's sometimes hard to know when you're in it. Yeah. You know, you need those moments of reflection to actually look back and go, oh, like, what is my journey? In the same way as usually a hero's journey is uh, in retrospect, it's painted in retrospect. Is you looking back and going, oh, I did overcome some dragons on the way here. And now I'm at this beautiful point or or I'm working through some stuff still. But I think for me, like my artist journey, in a lot of ways that we want to sort of tie on with this analogy of, of this sort of cement block that we're chipping away at the artist's journey is is starting to chip away mm-hmm. the artist's journey is starting in one place and and being like okay i'm gonna start with this ear here and then realizing wait i actually don't have the full skill set to execute on this yet yeah. so i'm actually gonna start at the feet because it, i i know I've, I've built a vocabulary that i can start chipping away here yeah. and then doing the feet i go oh now i know the curvature of the heel so I can start to chip away at the heel. And then maybe you get excited and you go, I'm going to do the hand. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you go, well, I'm not very good at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So I'm going to go back down. And I'm going to take it one step at a time. So I think in a lot of ways, the artist's journey is a fluctuating journey. Mm. It's a journey that evolves with you yeah. in all aspects of life. You know, there's yes. that whole idea of like art, art is life and life is art. And they're constantly reflecting each other, Yeah, you know? And I think it's that idea of, the artist's journey is living your life mm. and then trying to articulate that experience in some way yeah. using creative mediums, using creativity to articulate the inarticulatable within your own hero's journey. Mm. And that's what the artist's journey is about. Beautiful, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took the words right. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> no, bro. And I really love that because what really ties in with that too, man, is... Stephen Pressfield, and I love the way he said this in one of his books, and maybe it was The War of Art, where he said, um, art isn't self-expression, it's self-exploration. So from what I'm hearing from you, it's very similar in the essence of like, you're exploring, like once you step out the way, and you, and w- when you're chipping away at that statue or that, that um, work of art or whatever it is, you know, it's like, it unveils itself. Like I, I remember actually you saying, or as well in Stephen Pressfield, I'd love to hear your perspective. Like when he sits down to write a book, the book write its, writes itself, right? And do you feel that's like the same way when it comes to your plays or, or any, say for example, like uh, pieces you've wrote or, or, or work that has come through? Yes and no. I think, I think once again, in retrospect, yes. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like it, it came together and this thing happened and it was this, I got into a flow state and it just sort of came out of me. Mm-hmm. But then in the process, like for example, now I'm working on the show that I've been working on for a couple of years and it's constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some days I'll sit down and I'll write like 15 pages and one thing and I'm like, oh yeah. Right, and then the next yeah. day I'll throw that all out because the whole concept's changed. Yeah, and yeah. then I'll spend three days on my floor rolling around on my back, being, listening to music, and like looking for inspirational images and going like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not qualified to do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> will anyone come and see my show? Yeah, will I even have a show? Yeah. Um. So I think a lot of the process is actually that discovery of being okay in the process yeah. it is i agree with this idea that it is self-exploration mm. it's self-exploration that that has to be unleashed through a surrendering mm. a trusting in in the process because i th- i truly believe that if the artist is focused on the product that it is not going to be fulfilling and ultimately it is not going to be an exploration. Mm. It has to be at the process of exploring the process mm. of trying to piece something together and explore something mm. and then refining it Um, But I think another thing Stephen Pressfield says, which is sort of an extension of this idea, is you have to separate the the creator and the editor. Mm. And I think that's really important. You have to give yourself time to be like, this is my creative time. This is my time to write freely. This is my time to explore and go to museums and get inspired and have conversations and, and connect the dots in my mind so that I can start to articulate something. Mm but I can't be editing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I have to edit after that experience because I have to let my mind explore and then pull it back in. Yes. Um, and I think that it's that distinction's really, really important. Yeah. Wow. I love that, man. And like, I know you, you're, you're very much tying in with, um, cause you play music. Yeah. And do you feel like the same way in many ways? Oh, hundred percent, man. It's like, like I know when I first started playing music, like I, I wanted to pick up guitar years ago. 
and I didn't obviously surround myself in the right sphere and I didn't have the right correct teachers and things like that. But I mean, when I, like the catalyst of even starting that was just just going out and exploring because like when I was going through school and stuff, I, I sort of just listened to fucking, you know, what everyone else was listening to, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't until I left school and I went to Japan, I actually did my own thing. Like I left home, like left, left the home, you know, sort of thing. And... I was doing my own thing and I was supporting myself and like just like going on my hero's journey, mm-hmm. you could almost say. Yeah. And, you know, I mingled with different people from like all over the planet and like listened to different types of music and then I really found what like what I resonated with, which was Trivium. Mm-hmm. And I remember listening to this album and I was just like, holy fuck, man. Like that is like pure like artistic expression. Like the range of like this album I listened to was just fucking mind-boggling. <laughs> and... Since then, like ever since I heard that album, which is the Sin and the Sentence album, I was yeah. just like, man, I, I want to learn how to do this. And like, I like before my previous experience with my old guitar teacher and things, I, like I hated instruments, but this was the catalyst of like, no, I want to fucking learn how to do this. Yeah. And I've been on that artistic journey for like the last two years now. And I find that I've picked it up very quickly. Like I've picked up like the instrument very quickly because I've learned their music because it's like it's what I'm passionate about and I tap into that and I sort of go like into like a nice like flow state and like I like I pick up the guitar and I'm thinking I'm practicing for maybe half an hour 45 <laughs> minutes and I've been there for like three and a half hours yeah and I don't I'm sort of getting to the point now where I want to like refine it and become more structured and around like how to create music how to write it you know even learning how to sing and do those types of things yeah um but it's it's important to do that, but it's also important just to pick up the guitar and just like have fun with it. Yeah, and show up. And just show up. Like yeah. even if it's just like, you know, fucking having a huge day and you just want to like fucking go to sleep, just pick it up for five minutes and then you'll end up playing for a fucking hour, you know? Yes. But it's it's self-expression, man, and it's like it's one of the most underrated fucking things ever. Like it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't put it into words. Yeah, it's just bro. like, go and do it. Like, yeah. like whether it be like you know, an instrument or anything or anything that's self-expressing, you know, like tap into it, like go and find what it is because it's like, I look at my journey of like, even things like my work experience, like my, my previous employment and that sort of stuff. You know, I look at the, the accumulation of um, knowledge that I've acquired, like by going to different job sites and meeting different people and, and, and really like, going to like different areas of work and like doing myriads of like different types of careers and that sort of thing and and, and delving into fucking <laughs> a vast amount of spheres within that and I look at all the experiences I've had and I feel now that especially within the brotherhood like opening up the workshops and that sort of thing yeah. I can bring back those skills and things that I've acquired and I can give them to other people mm. which allows them to find their own self-expression, whether it be fucking working on cars or building things or like fixing their own computers. Like I've just got like, I feel like I've just gone through like this whole thing where I've just accumulated all this information and now I'm just like, well, here. All your elixirs. Yeah, all your elixirs. Like have a look at this, have a look at that, have a look at this, have a look at that. And get people to sort of, yeah, tap into that energy a bit more and have like, have some contrast. Like don't like, it's it's almost like, you know, the jack of all trades, but master of none. Of course. But it's also really powerful as well because you're not (coughs) refined to the one thing. I feel it's more powerful to have a collective experience. Well, yeah. Well, it even ties in with what you're saying with the, with the archetypes, right? When we look at like the mature masculine psyche, um, well, we've added a fifth one on because we feel the joke is very prevalent within the within the psyche, but like tapping into all those different aspects of self and knowing that, well, it's like suits or there are aspects that you can tap in at different periods of times when needed. Mm. But I feel like what's really prevalent here, and this has actually been what's coming through, and thank you so much for sharing, both of you, um, because I think it's so powerful. What's really been coming through for me present has been my lover. Mm. you know and and actually exploring that like there's a great there's a great we touched base on it there's a great uh quote from braveheart uh, and or marcus talks about a lot which is a warrior poet right i really feel like that's a beautiful example of healthy masculinity Mm. you know it's like you know it's not one-dimensional way of being and even feels just a human nature is not one-dimensional like we have the capacity to be a myriad of things and exploring those different aspects or expressing those different aspects of yourself. And yeah, what's been really prevalent for me is uh, 
I, man, I feel like when when we first started to meet up again, I, I would say I was very, very much in my creative side, you know, and, and doing the photography and, and starting to write and, you know, hanging out with you boys. And then I feel once I shifted towards the brotherhood stuff, I'd say I probably suppressed that side of myself in many ways, you know, and then because I felt in that I, you know, was looking at from introspection that I wanted to build more of the warrior and of the king and, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but what's been real funny is like, I feel like what I've allowed myself whilst being in the relationship that I was is I've realized I allowed myself to access that part of me again. Mm. You know, that was just a mirror for me to allow myself to access that. And I've felt like love and like my heart opening and I've been getting the downloads with writing poetry and things and experiencing that side of myself again Mm. and allowing myself to experience that. And I really feel when you access the lover in its fullest, it's like (laughs) life has this certain like, listen on it like that you can see like the magic of life and and it's as if like yeah something else works through you i think Stephen pressfield talks about that that artists are the they go into the unknown and they retrieve something and bring it back you know mm. and yeah what what would you say like what comes up for you in in that sort of sphere and the lover archetype and just yeah expressing that side yeah well i think one thing that's really important like hearing all of that is i think you don't do art you know you you live it yeah it is a process of living it is the uh synthesis of different aspects of your life and you have to go out and experience things you have to go out and and live a life connect with people have conversations collaborate on things try stuff out fail boldly and fail quickly yeah you know and in so doing you build this tapestry of experiences that you can then draw from and that kind of creates a platform through which you can then start to reach out into the unknown and so that's why i think the first step of anything is that you build that foundation for yourself Mm. so that you can then start to reach out into the darkness that you can shine that light that you can try stuff out and know that you can just climb back onto that foundation and so you know, reflecting on that idea, it's like you almost have to go and sometimes strengthen these aspects of yourself. You have to build some sense of routine if that's what stabilizes you. Yeah. You have to, you know, you ha- you have to have a financial sense of stability, you know. Of course, but, you, yeah. The starving artist mentality I just don't think holds up anymore. It's like you have to be like, okay, what is the lifestyle that I want to live? What is actually yeah. the values in my life? And not all of that is going to be art. Maybe for some people it is, but, you know, for me personally, like I I'm, I pursue balance, though I'm very aware that I'll never achieve balance. Yeah. My expectations are incredibly high. And <laughs> yeah. There are certain things in my life that I need to give everything to at certain moments. Mm. But I think what it comes down to is, is is building that breadth of awareness, that breadth of understanding so that you're gradually putting tiles down on your foundation and allows mm. you to reach further and reach deeper mm. into what you have and to be able to explore and express that in new ways. Mm. And I think the core element of it, you know, if, if we are talking about this lover archetype, is I think a, a core part of that lover archetype is a curiosity, yeah. right? It's like curiosity comes from a love because love is an openness. And so if you have an openness, you are free to follow impulse and follow that curiosity for, for things, for people, for ideas. Um, and so you chase that. And in so chasing, you are uncovering new parts of yourself, new parts of your artistry. Mm. You're yeah. starting to refine that block of cement, in, you know, slowly, gradually yeah. over time. And I think that's what it is about is you have to find a way to have a foundation that makes you feel comfortable to surrender and open mm. and then explore. Yeah. You've got to build that foundation first. Yes. You know, and in the same way that Aubrey Marcus talks about, you know, you, you serve mm. other people, not from your own cup, but from what overflows from that cup. Yes. Yeah. You have to fill your cup first. Yes. You yeah. have to get yourself into a stable point where you can do that because it's important. Yes. You know, it's important that you are you are grounded. You know, and once again, I have to flag that this is only my perspective because I know there's lots of incredible artists throughout history that 
you know, just delve straight into darkness. <laughs> yeah. You know? And we're like, I'm jumping off of, off of this cliff and I'm going into the darkness and I'm going to document. But for me, that's not a lifestyle I want to live. My yeah. lifestyle is about having a foundation that I can live, work and play on and also then love from. And I think that's really important. Yes. Which is, which is like, you could say the foundation is the hero's journey. Like you're coming to love yourself and know yourself mm. enough to... Yeah, know who you are first and to build those foundations, right? And the structure and start to bring some sort of structure to your kingdom or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, and to your internal kingdom. So in many ways, it is that process of you uniting all those different aspects of self into one whole. Now knowing that you have the capacity to use no, use one or the other or both when suit, mm. right? And, and then from that place once it's at a stable capacity from what you're saying is then your cup is overflowing and you're yeah because what i feel and i I love this visualization that's coming through is like as you go on the journey and as you go you explore those like dark terrains or whatever you gain different like it shows you what you don't want and maybe in yourself and also what you do want and you start i feel like the structure the the sculpture is you yeah that you're building you know and and it's it's you're building yourself as you're going along the way. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, I love that, and I like what you're saying about structure as well because I feel that's very prevalent for me. So like I know within myself that, um, you know, when I'm dedicating time to brotherhood, it's like I'm here. I've turned yeah. up, and it's going to be just for brotherhood. And then like because I've met this amazing woman at the moment, like I know when I make time for her, it's quality time. And it's understanding that like that lover aspect as well yeah. because it's like you're learning the love language that. Like, cause it's almost like a discovery of self. Like, cause you, cause you like, you learn what you like and then you sort of, yeah, you sort of, you know, once you build a foundation for yourself and you go, not looking, but like, oh my God, I gotta go find it sort of thing. But when that person does come into your reality, it's like, okay, does it align? And if it does align, beautiful. And then you sort of explore it and then you sort of go out into it a little bit more. Yeah. But if it doesn't align, you go, oh, I love you, but it's not for me. Exactly. And then you move on sort of thing. Um, but I know it's like, yeah, it's just structuring structuring those sort of archetypes within yourself. So, like, I know mm. that when I'm with this person, it's quality time and that's what I do. So, I dedicate all my time for, like, that period that I'm with her and that's it. And then I know that once I leave, I have to, like, step back into, like, my sort of king archetype, if you want to call it that. Mm. So, then I'm sort of managing my kingdom and I'm looking at my finances and, okay, how can I – how can I increase my income and what, what am I doing there? And then like almost like asking myself the hard questions, like yes. what am I busy with at the moment and how can I make it better? Mm. But then also making time for myself where I can do self-care, but then also making time for the artist within myself because I, I personally consider that to be self-care Yeah, because it's self-expression and it's filling your own cup to me. You know what's really interesting yeah. is I think that your art and your artistry is like a lover. It's the yeah. same structure yeah. Yeah. because the reality is, is you get to moments where in your life and if you go searching for it and you try and force it, yeah. you were going to just hit wall, <laughs> yeah. wall yeah. because it's like, no, yeah. you know, like you can't just, you can't just write when inspiration strikes. Yeah. You have to spend that quality time and learn to know yourself yeah in the artistry yeah and when you sit down to do it or you stand up the door you you get in yourself in that environment to do it you have to release into it you have to be fully there you can't be checking your phone and someone working yeah. on so much because it's like i'll get an email i'll get a text message or something it's like no i have to throw that out of the way because like this is my art time and i have to caress and i have to prioritize <laughs> this time and lean into it i have to love that time yeah, yeah. and then the question becomes you know like you've got to is it push through that resistance. You've got to show up every day and do it. Yeah. Then you also have to have that time where you check back and you go, is this the right path for me? Do yeah. I love this? Because if I'm, if it is making my life miserable, mm. maybe we're not the right match mm. yet or in this moment or where yeah. I'm at. Maybe I need to wait and find my other match. Maybe my match for the moment is painting. You know, because painting, I don't need to think about because I don't identify as a painter. So I can just paint and it doesn't stress me out or make me feel like I've got an objective. I have to be the best fucking painter. You're like putting Picasso up there and like trying to recreate it. But then when I sit down and write a play, I'm like, what is everyone going to (laughs) think? This is my entire identity. I'm a theater artist, but you know, so all those stories. So, So sometimes you need that other art. You, you need another outlet so that yeah. you can come back and love this and caress this. Yeah. Yeah. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. N- next level, if you'll let me tangent a little yeah, bit. Bro, yeah, bro, go ahead. Next yeah. level is, I think, 
so often in love relationships, the most important thing is the intimate relationship between the, the two or however many individuals are a part of that, mm. right? That is, is, is the core of that relationship. And sometimes you need outside perspective. You yes. need feedback from other people to let you know, yes. right? Yeah. But you cannot validate that love based on what other people think or other people say. Yeah. You have to come to that own decision for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. art is the exact same way, right? You need to listen to critical feedback from people that matter and that you get to choose whose feedback actually matters yeah. and validate whose opinions are actually valid, yeah. right? But you are the one who gets to choose how you feel about that artwork. Yeah. And that yeah. is all, that's, all that matters because that yeah. is all you can control. Yes. Yeah just like in a relationship. Mm. Yes. I love that I expression love that. too because it's like even when you look at um, things like the music industry, like there's so many artists out there where they, you know, especially like in the sort of like the professional side where they're creating music because it's for publicity. Like they're doing it because the public wants mm. to. And like I've seen so many artists, like because I'm a big metalhead, like I've seen so many metalheads within that industry where they make music because they want to. Not, they're not doing it for fucking fame. They're not doing it for money. And quite often enough, they're the ones that are successful because they're doing it for themselves Yeah. because they want to do it. Like it's an expression for them. Yes. They're not doing it to please anyone else. Yeah. They're doing it for them. Yeah. And that's why I love Trivium so much because like they went through so many highs and so many lows and it was like, you know, the, the UK press were like, yeah, there's going to be like the up and coming band. They're fucking awesome. And then like a year later, they got fucking slammed for like an album they did. And then they it wasn't until they got to their Shogun album where they just said, I don't, I don't fucking care anymore. Mm. I don't care. And they literally fucking started making their own music and they're, yeah. That's it. They, they're a massive headlining Stepped band. out yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, they got out of their own way, yeah. isn't it? It's so true, man. Yeah. I really feel like when I, when I reflect on what you're saying there, man, it's like, even this, like I do this, like we do this just because we fucking love it. Yeah. Like when I reflect on the podcast, like, like why is it continued on just because it is an expression like it's it's fun man it's so much fucking fun yeah. <laughs> and and like and even when i reflect on because i love what you're saying before when you take that time and it's like you don't have any distractions i find when i do this and i put the quotes in and i feel like into like a certain song for the quote and it's like oh does it resonate and then you know and it's like Everything else in the world just shuts out. And for that moment, I am there. It reminds me when I used to make the videos, you know, or like edit the photos and things like that. Like I wouldn't eat for like hours, you know, <laughs> or even drink water. And it's like, that was just the main focus. But it, it's a beautiful state to be in because it's like nothing else in the world matters except for that, you know, and it, it's infused with your essence, you know, and then to see the end product, you know. It's a love affair. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It, is, it is like a true like love affair where the rest of the world kind of fades away for a moment and you were just captured in a moment. Mm. And I think that it's like, and that's like the bliss, blissful moment of creativity and artistic expression. Yeah. But the thing is, is you have to work your ass off yeah. to actually oh, get, to get there, to there. Yeah. right? Yeah. And that it's a fleeting moment, and you have to come to terms with that because sometimes that's a really hard thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I've done this thing, and now I'm moving on to the next thing. Oh, I'm not at the bliss state. Yeah. Ah, well, you know, it's like, but you can't give up because that bliss state comes through the work, yeah. the showing up every day and pushing through the bullshit. Yes. And mm. the, all of the you know voices in your head being like, this isn't good enough. Why are you even bothering? Like, it's not going to be good. Yeah. Um, and you've got to actually keep pushing through and then learn to love that part of the process yes. too. Yeah. Because it's like when you can then click in and you can like catch that voice in your head and be like, I'm going to choose not to listen to you now yeah. because I know I'm in the process of exploration. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes, I may have a deadline, but I'm going to get something up and it's yeah. going to be the best I can do at this moment because I'm giving it everything I've got. Yeah. You fuck know? yeah. And fuck that in itself is is bliss in, in being secure and, and confident in yourself and finding that. But yeah. it's hard and it's ever fluctuating. <laughs> yeah. And I, I use the word confident there and, I, and I'm still, and I'm like in my head, I'm like, but are you really confident? You start questioning yourself. Yeah, right? Yeah. right? But I think that it, that's the beautiful journey is, is you're in a lot of ways, it's not only you letting go and you're surrendering, but you are, yeah, overcoming yourself in a yeah. lot of respects. It's building yes. character, man. Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's what you feel like doing when you don't feel like doing anything. Yeah. That's... I find that's even like really powerful because it's like, it's almost like you're carving the statue from the stone. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's a part of you that's a strength, but it's also knowing when to like sort of go, okay, I need to take a step back now because I'm going to fucking burn myself out because I'm not, I'm not enjoying it anymore. Yeah. yeah and then you, and it. then you can like almost build like a resentment towards it. 
So if you don't take the time to sort of step away from it and go and do something else that you're artistically involved with, um, yeah, like too much of one thing can be too much, you know? It can, man. Yeah. It's so true. It definitely is so true. And um, what was coming through there? But yeah, I really do feel, yeah. well, yeah, what you were saying that it takes – it does take that time. What well, they say with flow state, right? You have to go through that certain process of of um, training to get to a certain point. Oh, and I remember what's come through here. So, Turn and Pro, right? Which is another book I read by Stephen Pressfield. He's very prevalent. So, Turn and Pro, essentially, what's the difference between the amateur and the professional, right? Is the amateur allows resistance to conquer him or her, right? And it's so funny because he talks about right our Damon, which is our highest potential, right? We could say it's our Excalibur, you know, the, the analogies we use. And um, his argument is that people who, uh, it, you can find a lot of artists, right, who have an, a massive amount of addictions or something, you know, something like that or, the, you know, within their life or parts of their life are in turmoil. They're usually the most interesting people, right? And the way they see the world is incredibly interesting. But he says... The, in the essence of their addiction is resistance overcoming them, you know? They're, it's it's just consistently resistance has just overcome them, right? And he even talks about how I think he was, it took him years and years before he ever really overcame resistance, right? Uh, ended up getting to a point where he had his partner leave him and things like that, a lady we loved dearly. And he said he got to this point where he just went, his life was just in so much shit, uh, he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to start typing. And he started typing. And <laughs> I think he scrunched up about three pieces of paper. And he said, oh, for fuck's sake. And he walked into the kitchen. And he's, he's washing his dishes. But then he found himself, like, singing or humming. Yeah. And he, he went, oh, wow. And he realized that in the process of him showing up, no matter whether it was good or not, his daemon was coming online. And what he talks about is, yeah, if you consistently show up, as we're saying, like even when it's difficult or even when we're not in those blissful states, what happens is is the downloads start to come. You know, you, you get an idea, you know, and then the next word writes itself and then the next piece, you know, and, and then a person walks up that speaks to you and an idea sparks and then the door opens and it's just, it's so funny. And that's, I feel, is the fundamental difference between the amateur and the professional is the professional shows up no matter in what state, you know, and it still takes that time for self, mm. you know, and, and knows when, where his or her limits are, but also consistently shows up. Yeah. Consistently. And then what happens is, is it just unfolds from there. And I guess you could say the sculpture forms itself once you consistently show up. Yeah. I think, I think it's really, it's, it's a really great way to approach it. And it's why I, love a lot of Stephen Pressfield's work. Like one of the interesting things that I've been doing a lot of research sort of over the past couple of months just around like artist process processes throughout history. Yeah. There's a couple of books that I've been reading um, about sort of like daily rituals of artists and then also just some podcasts and stuff like that around daily rituals because I was just so interested. It's like, oh, okay, like how did these artists actually execute? Mm. And, you know, like, and then you have – you have certain people, you know, like Hunter S. Thompson, who would just like sleep all day and then like get up and just like do ridiculous amounts of coke and like drink a lot of alcohol and like eat exorbitant amounts of food. And then it would like get into this like just like mindset of just, you know, production and yeah. then get it out and then like go back to sleep and do it all over again. Wow. Right. And eventually, you know, that doesn't end up being sustainable, oh, but some, something amazing comes out of that. You know, yeah. like it's pretty prolific. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm like, oh, it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like I have a couple of glasses of wine. I'm like, well, all of a sudden I just want to hang out and relax. But what I think is actually really interesting is, is so many of them um, throughout history, you know, people from Winston Churchill to Leonardo da Vinci, you know, actually had blocked out time that was like, this is like my creative time or like my writing time yeah, or like yeah. my time to do this activity. And it's like from these hours. And it's like, and it's not, it's not like a to-do list. It's like a, blo it's block time. Yeah. Mm. But then the other thing that a lot of them had in common was walking. It's like they have time to do and then time to think. Yeah. Time to walk. Time yes. to do something else that is distracting, that allows them to actually like appreciate the beauty around them, that allows their thoughts to stew. Yeah. And I think that is 
one of the things that I'm now starting to apply to my own practice is like whenever I like do my period of work and then I'm like, okay, now I like go and do something creative I, or, or, or physical or separate from my, yes. what I'm actually working like on. Like accessing another you know? aspect of yeah, self. Yeah, exactly. It's like I go to the gym or I go for a walk. Like walking is such a big one. The ideas you have when you walk and when you shower. Oh like yeah. Fucking best ideas in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're like, I need to get my phone. And and I think like it's that, it's, it's gifting yourself space too. Yeah. And it, because creativity cannot be forced. No. But it can yeah. be tamed. It can be tamed by showing up every day for a specific amount of time, right? Mm. Because if you if you just slowly chip away, it's like you can't carve the whole thing in one day. <laughs> yeah, you know? no. Like Rome wasn't built in the day. Yeah. You know, your little portrait of yourself in the, in, in the cement is not going to be built in the yeah. day. It takes many days of a little chip here, a little chip here, yeah. learning, oh, I need to go back and I need to redo this, right? But it is a process. It's showing up every day and then it's gifting space. It's yeah. getting distracted by other things sometimes. Like sometimes you need that distraction. Um, then also sometimes you need that time to like get rid of everything else. Because another thing that I've been reading about is is a lot of artists who, um, this is actually in Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, was talking about like one example was J.K. Rowling when she was writing uh, the last book in the Harry Potter series. And she booked out a, it was like a thousand dollar a night hotel to go write in Scotland. Yeah. Wow. And she was like, because she just couldn't find the time otherwise, but it's like, yeah. now I know that I'm losing a thousand dollars a day yeah. I need to get this thing done. There's an incentive. And, you know, there. and then in yeah. three days or something, it got done, yeah. you know, or it was someone else that, um, that Cal Newport was talking about booked a return business class flight to Japan from the U S mm. and, and cause they had a manuscript due that like had to be in. And it's like months, of trying to get this thing done and the little odd bits here and there, but $4,000 on the line, that manuscript got done. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, but because, because space was curated, yeah. you know, there was time that was specifically gifted to that. But then there's also time where it, space is given in other aspects of your life. Yeah. Having family, you know, spending time with family, spending time with friends, with lovers, with, with other intimate relationships that are important to you. Time to just be still, you know, like so that's the other thing is like mm. sometimes, um, my med, I you know I try and practice meditation daily because it's something that just like like brings me into equilibrium for the day. Yeah, yeah. But then, and I used to get really frustrated because I think so much. My brain is constantly thinking of ideas and things. Like every day, I've just got so many ideas of things I want to do, and I'm like, I can't do them all. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. I used to be meditating, be like, stop thinking of these ideas. But then what I've started to do is just allow that to actually be my time to think is like in that meditation is to get those thoughts out of my head and then I'll come down and I'll write them all down. I'm like, awesome, I've captured those ideas. One day they might be useful, maybe they won't be, mm. but I've let them get out, I've had the space and now I've got a clear mind to actually go to the thing that I'm looking at working yes. on. Yes. So it's like gifting, it's gifting yourself the time and space that you need as an artist, I think is really important. And that's why the learning, the learning to know yourself. Mm. Yeah, and the reflection time, you know. Exactly. And yeah, it is a it is a process of trial and error, you know, and like finding the different things that work for you and in what environments. Like I know for me when I'm in nature, like I can write poetry really well because it's like you can gain inspiration and it's just, it's like a, a neutralizer for my brain. Um, but even reflect on what you're saying there, like the incentive, uh, each time with the retreat, like with both times with the brotherhood retreat, right? The manual, I've like chipped away at it a little bit, you know, uh, but then it comes to like the night before and it's like, I'm thinking of the boys, you know, having it done for the boys tomorrow and I always get it done, you know, but it's like, then these ideas come through and all that sort of stuff, but there's that extra incentive there, as you're saying, you know, um, which is really interesting. And I feel like it's funny, hey, like <laughs> a lot of artists can, well, it, with us all in our expressions, there can be that, well, the resistance or the procrastination, mm. but it is finding I've, somehow like a secluded part because all the other days are like scattered and we've got other different things that are, that are tied in. But when you've actually intentionally set this moment in time, it really makes a difference. Like I remember um, Aubrey Marcus talking about when he wrote The Go For Your Win, which is like a, a course that he made, but it was originally meant to be a book. Uh, and he took two weeks off, you know, going out into this, I think it was maybe Sedona, um, and intentionally took that time to like focus on that and just everything. And I really, really resonate with that because when I reflect on myself or something or the courses that I do, I much prefer 
having a set period of time or a couple of days where I can just focus on one topic or one thing and like in just put my time to that and I feel like it's just so much better because all your mental energy is just directed to one thing and 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 then you're able to receive the downloads and the guidance and you can chip away and that doesn't mean you're not going to get it 100% done but I feel like that's when yeah yeah you've made a contribution to it definitely yeah which is interesting yeah definitely yeah it's all um <laughs> it's funny man it's like yeah, it's different for everyone. Like everyone has their own like unique way of going about how they express themselves. And it's like, I know for myself, like when I step into like, you know, the facilitation side of things like with plant yeah. medicine, that sort of stuff. That's art in itself. It is, it? man. Yeah. And like just, and learning, learning the medicine and like, almost like, so there's like a spiritual element, but like when people come in, it's like, they're either, like, they either come for seeking or healing, right? But then there's also like subgenres within that because like some people want more of the scientific side of it, like what actually happens within the body when they're consuming these things and mm-hmm. like what happens at the, like the biological level. But then people want sort of like the more spiritual side. And I know there's been like a couple of times where like I've even like like started the ceremony in open circle and like I have no idea what I'm going to say. Like I have yeah. like a, a basic structure, like I've learned the structure of like how circle is open from that yeah. perspective, but it's – it just comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I found like, even like through meditation, like, like what you were saying, man, like letting the thoughts come through. Like I've journaled so much fucking information, so much information by simply just sitting there and like even setting my intention for it. Like even before I sit down and go, okay, what's going to happen? Like, just like, just let whatever thoughts come through and then I write down whatever comes out. Mm. And it's always like information that I either, had no idea about like it just fucking information that comes from nowhere or it's something I need to go and research. It's like, okay, how can I better refine what I'm doing at the moment? Yep. And then I go off and fucking Google it or do something like that or go and talk to the right people and yeah. And sort of just explore that Avenue and sort of go out into the dark a little bit. Yeah, so making man. that time to self care and fill my own cup and then using like the, the bits that overfill to go and you know, go out elsewhere. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I really agree with what you're saying with the psychotherapy. Like, it's real interesting with the medicine. It is a work of art because what actually happens is, is you step out the way, and the medicine in itself is, is, is working the magic, and you're a puppet for it. You know, and then it will like speak to you this thing, and then the right song comes on at the right time, and you're shifting this energy here, and one person's like harpe, harpe, yeah, you know, and all that sort of stuff, and it it's like becomes this dance, yeah. like it's like this beautiful work of art that that is so like intrinsically and so beautifully orchestrated and perfectly perfect. You it just know? becomes organic. Yeah, it yeah. does, man, and and it, we are in unison, and I feel yeah, it's a direct connection to source you know to, yeah, it but it's is. also you well, yeah that's it <laughs> it's <laughs> to, the, you, to the it's to the capital s self yeah. you know that's it and and it's Stephen Pressfield talks about that as well and a connection to to something greater and it is the 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 super conscious mind which is like the subconscious you know um and that's when I feel we're at our best is when we're accessing that. It, it When I, I forget where I heard it, but there was this gentleman who was actually on theatre, all right? And he did this unbelievable performance, like incredible performance. And he got a round of applause and he walked off into the back and he's sitting there with a blank face looking in the mirror and everyone's like screaming, coming up to him, how'd you do it? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I literally don't know. And I remember you actually saying, I think it was yourself and Andrew, that the best performances, you, one of your teachers or something told you, the best performances you will never remember. You know, and I feel like that is in many essence your your skills have gotten you to a certain point where you step out the fucking way and, and then it's as if you could say something greater is using you as a puppet then because you're the correct vessel for it to now step in, you know. Well, I think I think that's it's... Such a great point, and it's so true, and it's still something I think about so much. As like, but it applies to outside of art too. It's like mm. some of the best moments of your life are those moments where you go, "I do not even know. I didn't know this <laughs> yeah. I don't even know all of the intricate bits that happened. I can remember these like moments, or I can remember the sensation in my body, but I could not walk you through exactly step by step because that moment I was so present. Mm. I was so present in that experience that I cannot tell you what actually happened 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that it's creative, the same thing in a creative flow state, you know, like, yeah. like that is flow, whether it's writing, whether it is acting, whether it's directing, whether it is just creating in general, whether it is living your life. You know, I think it is, there's something beautiful about like the ephemerality of the human experience is that every moment is fleeting. Every moment is created and destroyed simultaneously. <laughs> and like, it is like, it is the beautiful chaos of our existence you yeah. know, is that experience. And that I believe is where the artist comes from is the artist is the person that like leans into that beautiful chaos and goes, I'm going to try and articulate something about this. I'm going to try and like lean into this inarticulatable thing. That is this moment that is constantly changing and no longer exist but is about to exist again and i'm going to try and create something from that and whether it is beautiful or it is grotesque it is perfect yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh man yeah i love that and it's it's uh trying to verbalize the ineffable as you're saying you know and make it in a way that still like someone experiences something from it like it's as if they get a glance of the ineffable through that piece too and it's not something. It's again, they can't they can't intellectualize it. It's more of like a feeling, or or brings upon gnosis, which is actually like an internal knowing. And boys, I'm really, really feeling. I'd love us to like explore and give me your perspective on this to add some value back to someone. So, say for example, there's a dude listening to this, right? He's he's kind of or or a female. Um, so this person is sitting there. They may be starting to explore some of the gifts, but they don't really know who they are. So say, for example, the, the ordinary person at the beginning of the hero's journey, right? And then they're seeking, okay, well, what is the hero's journey? And then after that, we can discuss then the fundamental steps after that towards the artist's journey. So what would we say is the next step? For that person who is who is sitting there, they may be starting to uncover their gifts, but they but they're not quite sure of like they maybe feel this call to adventure, right? They feel that they're destined for something greater. Like we can all put ourselves in that position, we remember. Mm. And then there's a mentor or something that just comes along the way. Like, what is that next step for that person? <laughs> it's funny, it's just something that's come through that my dad said. It's like so like why don't you? So like if it's an experience, like if you're gonna go and do something um, are you going to die? Yes or no? Are you going to die? Yes. Oh, fuck, don't do it then. Are you yeah. going to die? No. <laughs> go and do it. Like, just go, man. Just go and do it. Like, if you're not going to, like, if you're not putting yourself at risk, you're not going to put anyone else at risk and you're sort of being mindful of, like, you know, finances or that particular thing, awesome. Like, be, be sort of responsible to that perspective. But just... Like fucking Shia LaBeouf, it just do it. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. do it, man. Like, yeah. you're, like if, if you can go and do it, and it's, and it, you find out it's not your thing, at least then you can turn around and say that wasn't my thing. But you know, and, and you, you know fucking, now because yeah. at least you've gone out and done it, regardless of the outcome. You can say that you've experienced that because, like, you'd almost like ask yourself, like, if you're 80 years old and you're looking back on your life. Like, would I have gone and done that? Like, would I have gone and talked to that pretty girl at the bar? Would I have gone and fucking skydived or done something like that? You know, would like if you had to like introspect it and look back on it, would you have said yes? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is yes, I can do it, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the worst could happen? Yeah, like, really. Like, as yeah. long as you're being safe and you're being mindful of all of obviously the things that we've spoken about, then just do it, eh? Yeah, yeah. Because it's probably going to be fun. <laughs> it's probably going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Or you'll learn a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. Uh, I, it's interesting. Like, I feel like just off of that, it sort of goes with one of the best bits of acting advice that I ever got when I was sort of doing this conservatory training. Feedback I got was like, you have to fail boldly. Mm. It's like, and, and it's, it's you take a risk and you die on your sword. But what makes that easier is if you just accept failure as a given. So if it does work out, then it's a win, it's you a know. Win, yeah. And but but you just you you face. All right, what's the worst that can happen? I embarrass myself. Something doesn't work out. Yeah. Or someone thinks of it that I'm a bit weird. You know, it's like ah, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, does that really matter? Um, and I and I think it's that that approach to life of being like I'm going to fail boldly and I'm going to I'm going to try stuff. Yeah, because that is it's it's exactly that. It's like you 
when when people look back on their life, they don't regret the things they did. They regret what they didn't, didn't do. do. Yeah. So you might as well give it a crack. Yeah. You know, you might as well go out there and give something a crack. But if we want to rewind even more, let's say it's like someone that doesn't doesn't even know what they're interested in. They don't even know, like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I just feel like I'm in a slump. Because, like, I feel like, you know, we've all been in those moments where you just go, this isn't, my life just doesn't feel fulfilling. I don't feel like I'm in the best spot. And I just do not know what the next step is. Mm. I think like the thing to do is actually give yourself space. Yeah. There's something about nature that I think is like the best way to do it is like if you can find a way, you know, within your current means to go and spend a day, two, three, a week in nature, whether it's camping, whether it's staying in an Airbnb, just pull your last bit of cash together or whatever it is and go and do that and just give yourself time. Take a journal with you. Just write down all of the thoughts that you were having. Get an idea of like, like if if you could craft your dream life, if you could think to the future and go, what would actually my dream life be? If I could do anything, if finances weren't an issue, yeah. if family, if nothing held me back, what would I do? If you had a magic wand, yeah. Yeah. what would it be? Right. Yeah. Sit with that for a while. You know, the first thing you write down, you might go, ah, I don't know if that's actually it after a couple of days, but sit with it for a little while. And then once you've actually sat with that and you feel comfortable that that is like a compass that can direct you somewhere, then I think it's three things. It's connect. So you need to then find the people that connect with that idea. Mm. Who are the people that are already living that? You know, whether whether that is someone that you can reach personally or whether it's someone you need to like listen to their podcast or you need to read their books or something like that, mm. right? Mm. That's the next step is connecting with people, building some pe- a community around you of people who are also pursuing something similar. Yes. Who are chasing that, mm. right? Then the next step is collaborate is find out of those people, find the ones that also want to be working together, Mm. right? Because I think the best part of learning, and this is the third point, is creating. It's got to be practical. You can sit there in class and you can learn all of these things, you can do all the research, but until you actually try Mm. something, until you actually do it, until you actually paint a painting, until you write a a page, Mm. until you, you know... Start playing a song, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going to learn anything. You have to give it a crack and you have to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Set yourself some parameters. Find the people that also have that mindset. And if they're not there, then fine. Fucking back yourself. Yeah. Just be like, I'm going to give it a crack and I'm going to put it up on YouTube or I'm going to do it in this cafe down the road <laughs> that I can just do a performance piece there or read some poetry. Yeah. Find a way to get out there and give it a crack and then reassess. Yes. And if you come back out of it and go, that was the worst experience <laughs> of my life. I never want to do that again. <laughs> Brilliant. You you can cross yeah. that off and find yeah. a new compass. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Nice, man. I love that. And I really feel what ties in with this is like what you were saying, the like the essence of collaboration or having a team, you know, having a support system, like looking at, yeah, what's comes through for me is like A, tracking your enthusiasm. And so find the things that have lit you up consistently in your life, you know. Uh, and then and then start to track them, like where are the themes coming in your life? Because I feel, as we've said many times, is they're the golden Easter eggs guiding your path on the way forward, you know? And they're your truest self revealing itself, right? Tracking your enthusiasm and then looking at, as you were saying, um, seeking the environment. So first figuring out, yeah, your your ideal life and then who's living it. And then starting to surround yourself with people or, or, you know, like we are now, you know, we're all on very similar, well, different paths, but similar energy, you know, like we're similar age and we're thriving and we all add, we're collaborating. We all add a different essence and a different perspective, different experiences. Uh, And then I really feel that accountability, you know, like deciding to have someone to hold you accountable, you know, because then you will start to take action initially because it's scary when you first start like i remember fuck when i was doing my first facebook live i was fucking shitting myself you know (laughs) every time i tried my first podcast everything you know it's scary you know when you first start out but courage isn't the absence of fear it's doing things even in spite of it and it's doing it for something bigger than yourself so i really do feel is is that is well once you have that accountability, start to figure out who you are, tracking your enthusiasm, why you're here, starting to uncover more of who you are, it gets to a certain point where it's a lonely reality when it's just me. And I know for personally for me, that's been the biggest shift within brotherhood was it come to the realization, well, yay, you know, once I went through a hero's journey, it was about me for a little bit, but then it's like, nah, it's fucking not. It's about we and it's about something bigger. And then 
that's when the the force really comes through and the team and working together and and um yeah you'll never do more for yourself than you'll do for others mm. uh, and and yeah that's where the fulfillment i really feel comes in and and yeah your heart overflows into the lives of others and that's where I feel that's where the artist journey begins because you've been through the journey, you've retrieved the piece of elixir, you've come to understand who you are, why you're here, and you're still a work in progress as we always are. But you come to realize, fuck, like the key to living is given. That's where the fulfillment comes through when you start to serve now. And, and it's actually the artist journey is you sharing what you've learned along the way, which is what we're doing here. And, and, knowing that there's someone out there who needs to hear your message and only you can deliver to it to them. Mm. And, and you're built exactly your stories, your essence, your voice is exactly what they need to hear. Mm. And then that is the driving force of the artist journey. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. Even like going back a few steps, like just taking that first step. Cause it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, like what you were saying, man, like you have the structure, you, you, you plan it all out you get it all written down, you have it all ready to go. But that's actually, yeah. Like what you say, man, like courage, man, like have the courage to take the first step. Cause you'll probably find that like you'll take another one and another one and another one. And then you'll start fucking walking and then you get the momentum up and then you start fucking running. And then it's like, you, you've run all this way. And then you look back, you're like, Oh fuck! I started all over there. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? yeah. So it's like, yeah, you sort of like, because then you can like introspect and look back on it and go, "Well, fuck!" You know, I'm glad I took that first step and actually had a go. You know, because oh. it's yeah, it's fucking powerful, man. Definitely is. Yeah, I think like the next point on this is because like it's a, I think it's such a it's a beautiful philosophy. You know, it's a beautiful way to look at both your own journey in life, but your journey as a creative or as an artist or someone who who generates um creativity through your existence which is everyone right yeah Yeah. but getting like super super tangible right because because sometimes it's like i listen to stuff sometimes and i go like okay i want to take the first step i'm like all right i'm ready to take the first step okay (laughs) i'm gonna take the first step yeah yeah. what is the first step i don't know all right i need to write a book that's the first step yeah you know and you're like Dude, that's a big first thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? right, yeah. you go, wait a second. That's a bit hard. Yeah. It's a bit easier to just sit here and watch some more Netflix. Yeah. I think, okay, I'll put it off. I'll keep putting it off, right? And then eventually stuff happens where you go, finally start. But yeah. I think the shortcut is, is okay, what is the thing I want to explore? What is the, the method or the medium that I want to explore? Maybe it is for you, you go, I actually just want to walk every day because that's something I can do anyone can do that you can yeah, find some simple. time yeah. you know to, to walk every day but give that time to yourself to just think about these ideas until you have the impulse for the next thing right mm. and let's say maybe the next thing is writing you're like okay i actually really want to be a writer mm. okay so now you need to figure out how much time a day can you commit to it is it an hour is it two hours is it three hours you go oh well every day after i get home from work and then you know everyone else goes to sleep and I've got some time to myself. I know that I can get 90 minutes in. Mm. Okay. So now every day for the next 30, 60 days, set yourself a time frame. You're going to write for that period of time. And whether you write one word or a hundred words or a hundred pages, it doesn't matter, you know, but it's that you show up every day and you do that for a period of time. At least 30 days, I think, is the time to do it. Yeah. Right? And what you'll notice is that after 30 days, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. If you <laughs> love it, you're going to keep doing it. Yeah. And if you hate it, well, writing's probably <laughs> yeah. it, You know? Yeah. But it's that start small. Start at the smallest possible thing. Just block a bit of time out and be like, this is my creative touch time. Or this is my thinking time. Yeah. You know? I think that is the approach that we've got to take. Definitely, mm. man. Yeah, because it's like if it's too big, it gives an offer for resistance to just overcome you. Like you procrastinate because the idea of even doing it is fucking huge from where you're at in that present moment. So I do like that, man. It's like just collapsing into just a very simple first step. Mm. You know? Because if you're writing a book, you could almost refine it. It's like, because. I can see from that perspective, people are like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm going to write a book that's like fucking 400 pages. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be like fucking 300 like words a page, you know, and they get sort of like trapped in this idea of what they should do. Yes. But it's also, it's more of just like, just write a page or a word or a fucking sentence or a paragraph, like just get yeah. something on paper. And then if you go into a flow and it just starts happening normally, then beautiful, you're on your exactly, way. Exactly, man. But then if you, yeah, if the creativity stops or you don't feel like it's getting anywhere, then you just sort of, yeah, go for a walk, take some time. Definitely. Come back to it and then 
all happens. That's it, man. And surrounding yourself, if that's what you want to do, like surround yourself with writers or receive a mentor who's done yeah. it, you know, and, and you're actually immersing yourself in that environment, you know, because then it's so much easier because you're around it and you become the people you surround yourself with, you know, and you're inspired by looking at someone who's consistently showing up and all this sort of thing. And it, it becomes who you are. I really do feel that's powerful. Yeah. Love that, bro. Yeah. Well, brothers, I feel like we've, we've definitely reached the precipice here. Mm. Um, yeah, Zeddy, if you were to leave on like one last piece of, I guess you could say on the journey, yeah, what would you what would you feel like? I love always. I feel what's coming through. If you were to speak to, say, an eighteen year old version of yourself right now, you know, before you went to America, before you, I don't know, you're fresh out of school, you know, what would you say? I think I'd say a couple of things. I think one of them is enjoy the process. This is the biggest thing. But I think in order to enjoy the process, you have to have a level of trust. Yeah. So really work, even if even if you have to convince yourself, which I had to do at times, like sometimes I had to convince myself to trust. But I was like, I don't see how this is getting better. I'm an absolute shit show. Relationships just falling apart. I'm miles away from my family. I'm completely lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I want to be here. I don't even know what I want to do. I'm not good enough for anything. But, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then but then sometimes you have to just go, that, that thought pattern is not helpful yeah. right now. What is helpful is the optimism that one day, if I keep working at this, I'm going to be brilliant. If I just keep going. Mm. So trust and in trusting, enjoy the process. Because when I look back on everything, I wish I had had embellished those moments more. I wish I'd lent in and he- like held those moments more and was was able to have that retrospect that I have now to be like, oh, I would do anything to go back there. I'd do anything to go back and be around those people because right now I can't be there. Mm. I would do anything to, you know, like spend a little bit more time with that person or in that moment or or care for myself a little bit more in that moment and actually enjoy it. So do the stuff that you enjoy. Trust that that in so doing, you are building that foundation, that framework for you to stand on so that you can chip away at that cement block. And then the last thing is just create, just make something, just find the time every day or every week, whatever you can afford to just make something because in making, in creating, you activate something weird in your brain and in your body. And I don't know what it is. I don't have the science, but something happens. When you do something tangible with your hands and with your mind, whether it's typing, whether it's molding clay, whether it is in a theater room directing actors or acting, you know, something happens. You let go of this mundane reality that we just accept as our baseline and you access something higher. You access something pure, something more pure and something that is divine. And that is beautiful. Art is about creating. It is about creating every day. And then ultimately through that is about giving your gift to the world. Fucking sort of beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> Very Drops beautiful, mic. man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah, it just yeah. fucking loves that thing. Yeah, man. I'd love to reflect back and say, man, as a brother who has seen your path, like I just want to let you know I'm fucking proud of you, man. Uh, you're an inspiration to myself, and I know to everyone around. And the way you articulate comes from a place of like deep experience and deep introspection. And there's so much like gifts you have to give the world. So just thank you for who you are. And thank you for showing up consistently, bro. Thanks for making the time for today, bro. Yeah. No, thank and it's you great so to much. see you again, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's so great to yeah. catch up. And yeah. like that gratitude and that love is so shared, you know, like it's a beautiful, it's beautiful to have this opportunity to speak. I get so excited when I speak. Yeah. You know, I get so excited about this stuff because it's like bubbling up in my head. But also, you know, share that and be able to, you know, speak on a platform like this that you've built and that you've built, you know, and to like share that love and that gratitude for you and, and that pride in one another for going out and chasing what we love, you know, mm-hmm. like that is beautiful. So it's about the tribe, you know, it's about this brotherhood that you're building and it's a privilege to be a part of it. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank, thank you, bro. bro. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, if I can Yeah. Hoorah. Uh, beautiful boys. Well, lads, Anyone listen to this, uh, we really feel and we know that you've received a lot. Is there anything you'd like to say, man? No, I'm feeling just like, yeah, like just getting back to what you were saying, Zeddy, just like, yeah, really just trust the process. I mean, there's yeah. probably a lot of guys out there who, or even, you know, women as well. Yeah. Um, who might be going through like a really 
shit time. Like there, there could be a lot of stuff coming up in their in their mm. life at the moment where things are really scratching and they might not see um, a way out. Mm. Um, and just just trust the process, you know. And I know that's a little bit easier said than done, but it's if you're really struggling, just try and find people that you can connect with and get like unbiased, honest opinions from them, and and try and you know look for your tribe almost. Like you know, if there's guys out there who are listening to this and who are a bit uncertain of whether or not they should, you know, join the brotherhood or any sort of particular like men's health group or anything prevalent to that is just just find what works for you. You know, and it's not like don't don't worry about what other people are saying. Don't don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like just take a breath, relax. Everything will work out eventually. It's like the shit will clear and you will look back on it probably in a month's time, two months time, six months time, however long it needs to take and you'll look back and go, fuck all right, that's I, I did eventually get out of that. So know that it's everything is temporary and not everything lasts. Some things do. Some things, like if it's really awesome, it will last. But, yeah, shit doesn't stay around for long. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, man. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. So, brothers, if you do feel the call, obviously below we do have our free Facebook group. The link will be in there. If you feel like you want to reach out to Mr. Zeddy, Mr. Seth or myself, also our contacts will be below. So go check us out. If you're in the artist sphere and you're wanting to know more, to receive more, Zeddy is building a beautiful community and he's got a, an amazing community around to help facilitate spaces for you to, to open up and, and to not be that starving artist, as you say, and to actually be a thriving artist. So that's something he, he deeply um, believes in and we're, we're massive advocates for that as well. So... Brothers, go and have an amazing day, week, month, life, and uh, we shall see you on the next one. Alrighty, peace.